in the Air Force, right? Marines, actually. How long are you here for? Uh, a few weeks. 30 seconds left. Just get us in field goal range. 22, 22! The blackout may run along the entire Northwest Corridor. class of weapon. Everything went offline and never came back. They wipe us out, including U.S. Central Command. What am I supposed to do? I'm gonna fight. Anybody who wants to join is welcome to it. We'll hit them on our terms. We're the Wolverines, and we create chaos. We need to steal that weapon. It'd be the foothold we need and take our homes back. I can. Yes, you can. Relax. We inherited our freedom. Now it's up to all of us to fight for it. just some place. For us, this is our home. Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We're part of the Main Damie Network, and to find more from us, check out the website, themaindamie.com, or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at the Main Damie. We're also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony Lovecchio. With me, as always, is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Yo, what's going on, guys? Hello. I realized watching this movie, and maybe it's for every disaster-type movie, that the skills I have would not translate to helping anyone out in these situations. <laughs> the, the two things I've been good at in my entire life would be completely useless in this situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We would find a way to keep you around, Mark. Yeah. I guess I could be the morale, you know? Be, yeah. Yeah. Cause my two skills are basically writing and getting people to like me. So <laughs> well, I don't know about, how those would work in an apocalypse. <laughs> what about like you, you have a penchant for, family so maybe yes. you could like rally us together if, you know maybe we suffer really like crushing defeat and you know we we lose jen in in a firefight i was thinking the opposite dan i'd be like i'm the guy that gets shot and dies and everybody rallies 
to avenge me. Well, you, you'd never really join in the firefight, Mark. Yeah. You, yeah. You'd be too much of a liability, you would say. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I can't do that. Or, you, or maybe you could, like, I don't know, like, scrounge up some weapons for us. But I, I see you as the motivational speaker. Sure. And, yes. and just, like, yeah, when I, I'm going to say my, my wife dies again. Like, if she dies, <laughs> I'm really, I'm heartbroken. And then you, like, Jen would want you to keep fighting the good fight and don't don't let her down. So you're st- saying I stand on top of a truck and repeat the same exact speech my brother gave me? Yeah. <laughs> At the very least, Mark, and I mean no offense to this, we need somebody to be able to outrun. <laughs> <laughs> that was my whole point of the comment. Okay. It's like I'm the one that um, dies and everybody's like, yeah. we'll avenge you. Because I probably can't outrun a lot of people, but I'm fairly certain <laughs> I can outrun you. <laughs> Mark would be the guy that they tr- they put the tracker in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie. Uh, but before we get into this movie, what have you guys been watching? And Mark, we're going to skip you this week, so we okay. don't, you don't, even, don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Go Was ahead, this planned Dan. beforehand? I, Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> All right. Uh, I've watched two things. Uh, one m- uh, my wife made me watch was uh, like Love is Blind on Netflix. Oh. Okay. Is that the reason why you keep mentioning in Her this death. post-apocalyptic <laughs> scenario that she's dead? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is definitely part of the reason. Holy shit, guys. This is like bottom of the barrel uh, TV, you know. So... Uh, I believe is this the reality show where two people are talking to each other in two separate rooms? Correct. And then there's like a group of like eight guys, eight girls, and they're supposed to decide that they're going to match up, right? They're gonna get engaged. They're gonna get engaged. Okay. <laughs> I believe I've yeah. seen this. Oh God, I am so sorry. And it's... there's that one, there's that one girl who's like 36. Yeah. And she gets obsessed with this one dude. Yep. Oh, yeah. And she winds up getting engaged to a guy she really doesn't like. It's so sad. <laughs> and she can't help but mention that she really wishes the other guy proposed to her. Oh, constantly. <laughs> constantly. And and this poor sap. This poor sap. And he's young, like, too. He's like 25. I think he's 24. Yeah. 24. And he's just such a nice guy. And... It really is just like she won't bang him and yeah. everyone else is just getting laid left and right. And this poor guy is just like, hey, so, you know, we're getting married and I kind of need you to like do me. Like, yeah, well, I'm not I'm just not there yet. Like, well, well you kind of had enough. You had a lot of time to figure this part out. And uh, <laughs> but she she keeps saying like, oh, you know, this other guy is like super hot and sexy. Like, ah. But anyway. This movie is pure trash. Or it's not a movie. This uh, series is pure trash. And I, I think the worst part is, like, I'm sitting there and I'm seeing my wife, how she reacts to it. Like, that guy's such, that, that guy's such a scumbag. Or, like, this girl sucks. Why do we do this to ourselves? Like, yes, of course, they're all losers. No one, no one does this in real life. No one just gets engaged after not meeting somebody. But um, so that that's made me pretty mad that I, I watched that. Uh, and then last night we watched the the Conjuring. The devil made me do it, which okay. was which wasn't bad. It was okay. Uh, I I don't know if you guys have seen any of the Conjuring movies. I've only seen the first one. Okay, Mark, have you seen any of them? No, I haven't. Okay, so I, correct me if I'm wrong, Ant. But usually after the end of 
like the core Conjuring movies, one, two, the, the ones that have the, the Warrens in it, they play the audio from the actual exorcisms during the, the credits. I don't remember. Maybe. I, I feel, I, I know this one did. Okay. So in my mind, the movie was okay. It was kind of creepy at times, but nothing really, there was no, there was a lot of jump scares, mm. which is kind of lame. But at the end, they do the actual recording of the exorcism, and it's really creepy. Like the, the voices and like the static and everything. And I just like, I, w- I would have rather just listened to an hour and a half of these recordings. That would actually creep me the fuck out because sure. everything is just so overblown in The Conjuring. You know, it's like people are walking crab-like or there's mists that come out of nowhere. Like clearly, or, or uh, Lorraine Warren can see uh, like apparitions and everything. She can kind of see the past. Mm. Clearly, this is all made up i would i would rather see what really happened i think sure. that's actually creepier but i, I wouldn't it, I, unless you really like these types of movies i would pass on this one go see the first conjuring i think that's much better mm-hmm. okay um all right mark what'd you watch this week? um oh, now all I guess. the fast and furious movies um <laughs> i didn't watch tokyo drift because i made the smart decision that um i didn't think any of it would really um come into play for f9 and i was correct um outside of the characters come back but i already knew um all i'll say i'll I'll leave it short um f9 is pretty good um it it's an improvement over the last movie um and uh i think it might be uh fourth on the list for me um best um fast and furious movies um which is top half since there's only nine um but I'm just glad they did the thing, um, and I'm looking for them to go a little bit further on that. Um, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Um, but also, the one thing I'll say is Tyrese has really embraced the role of just being the dumb comedy fodder in those movies. And it is amazing. Like, there's no shame, no embarrassment, no, you know, I always got to look good in movies thing. He is the idiot in the entire movie. And it is fantastic. Um, so, and there's, there's there's a lot more of this. Um, this is not a spoiler, but they do reference the fact that somehow he has not died in any movies. Like, there's a whole segment of the movie talking about that um, in a very stupid way. And, and it's really good. Um, so I do recommend it. I saw it on IMAX. Um, I forgot how loud movies were in the theater. <laughs> this, this is my first one since Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, or no, maybe Birds of Prey or whatever. I think one of those might have been after it. But yeah, I forgot how loud movies were in the theater. So that was fun. And uh, I don't know if they were really enforcing the rule, but I was basically alone with like six rows around me. So I was eating the popcorn without my mask on. But literally nobody had a mask on in the theater, despite the fact that I think you were supposed to anyway. So uh, when I when I saw the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard yeah. in Maryland... You didn't have to wear one, and yeah. it was there was a few people in there, and no one was wearing it, so I felt I felt comfortable enough to not do it. Yeah, it's it's like the thing they do say on airplanes: as long as you're eating, you don't have to wear it. So people like slowly eat the airplane peanuts. Right. So they don't have to put their mask <laughs> back on. They um, game the system. But yeah, it was. Um, the only downside was um, uh, I don't think the. The crowd wasn't excited as I've heard other people's crowds be, so I was a little disappointed in that for certain moments. But mm, uh, that's a good dumb fun. 
Um, and uh, I recommend it for anybody that enjoys those movies. It's not as bad as the last one, um, which was very disappointing. Uh, but yeah, and also for some reason, every shot has to have the Vin Diesel look like he's uh, just as big as John Cena. So that's fun because that's probably in Vin's contract. <laughs> that's like that's really like beta energy, I think. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just, just yeah. be like you're you're as tall as you are, man. You you can't fix it, unfortunately. Yep. yep. And I love that the thing was still in there where he every fight with someone bigger than him has to either at least be a draw. <laughs> Did, are there any like suplexes and stuff like that? Because I, I know no, seen, no, seen. nothing like the Rock doing the Rock Bottom in seven. Okay. To Jason Statham, um, which was or and in I haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw, but there was the um in the trailer Roman Reigns is in it, the wrestler, mm-hmm. and he literally does his spear in yeah. that movie. Um, I feel like I really feel like the Rock is trying to get away from that Rock persona. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was just. It's just funny when uh, the only real like rest the last time there was any real wrestling move in this um well was seven because that would that had Ronda Rousey in it and doing a lot of her MMA you know re- mat wrestling stuff mm-hmm. but besides that it's been all just fist fighting or martial arts you know like like East Eastern style martial arts so sure yeah but it's fun and the the dumb reason as to why Han's alive is pretty fun so. I'll leave I, it. And I have no idea who Han is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, saying that for the people that listen that may know. Oh, uh, okay. It's for those, for the, the not, I don't know what they would be called. Family? Familia. Are they just family? Everyone All right, just... I'm cutting this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you went so long without saying it, Mark. <laughs> Dan so baked me into it. <laughs> I kind of did. That was on me. I didn't know that was a thing. All right, well, we'll see you next week, everybody. <laughs> I... I don't know the first thing about Fast and Furious, other than what Mark says. I know you have a seething hatred of it. and I don't even know why. It's yeah. Just, <laughs> it's because Mark says it's about family every time it comes up. <laughs> he he does love that that uh, gif, right? Or what is it? Uh, you can have well, no, any I literally took as a long photo as of my corona. screen with the caption corona thing. <laughs> I think so now it's just to piss Anna off. <laughs> Yeah, but this this is truly a love of mine. So this is this is the like ant's level of hatred towards Fast and Furious is like my level of hatred towards Snyder. <laughs> it's kind of it kind of makes no sense. I don't sense. think it's I don't think it's close. No. No. <laughs> really? Uh, I think you I mean I I, I do hate Snyder a whole lot. I got into a big conversation with a guy at work today about it. I, I think I lost like 25 minutes of work talking about it. And it, it never it never starts off. It always starts off innocently, you know, and then it just crescendos to this fucking guy has no clue and no love for the fucking characters. And I have to remember that I'm at work. <laughs> you have to pull the reins in, man. Rain it in. Uh, as for me, I really didn't watch anything this week. Uh, the only thing I'm going to say is... I watched, because I was on a podcast, I watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off for the first time in, like, a decade. So, uh, BingeMedia.net, uh, a good friend of mine, Pete MC, uh, invited me on to do a commentary on Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which is now live. You go to BingeMedia.net or just look for Binge Media on any podcast streaming app, and it's now live, so you can listen to us rip apart Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, I haven't seen that movie in, like, a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was fun to revisit. 
it's a really good movie, despite the fact that I dislike Ferris Bueller, the character. But I suggest anybody go listen to that. It's a fun time. I think we're going to try and have Pete on soon, uh, as long as we get our schedules aligned. But that should be a fun thing to have on ours, too. I'm actually now, I, I'm interested in joining as well. I know, yeah, I know you had said that they've extended an invite to all of us. I would love to join and just because most of the time. It seems like the podcasts that they do are pretty well. I read the, the movies that they talk about are pretty well liked. Yeah, uh, it's a podcast. It's a podcast where you can talk about movies that you might actually enjoy. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I'm just, I was gonna say, like, you need that every now and then when you go through the <laughs> schlock and the just the, the mediocrity mm-hmm. that that we get into. And I think it's a good mix. Like, we we definitely do a lot of schlocky movies. Anthony, you go, you you pick a lot of B camp and like schlock, and then. Mark and I will usually pick stuff that is it's more mainstream, I guess, but it's just so mediocre. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, every now and then it's good to remember, you know, the good stuff that's out there. There's more good stuff. Well, actually, I'd say there's probably more bad stuff than good. But sure. I guess that's uh, your point of view as a yeah. movie goer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I watched. I've been doing a lot of reading. I've been trying to make a uh, active attempt to start. I feel like I'm just a consumer of media that makes me like a giant piece of shit but (laughs) (laughs) you're just getting sucked into the machine dude yep um so i'm trying to read more and i was but i have been watching letter kenny still which is still weird um and pretty good i I watched the the intro the cold open Mm -hmm. it's very (laughs) off-putting it's funny it's very funny but it's very odd sense of humor it's I, I think odd, you need to have yeah that. there's an odd cadence to how they talk and yep. stuff um but yeah interesting and that's about it and so we're going to take a quick break and let's listen to some ads and we'll be right back and welcome back and now it's time to get into plot of this week's movie and this week was mark's pick so mark yeah. why don't you tell us what movie we watched this week yeah so this was uh choice number two of two movies i really uh couldn't decide between because they were both films um, and I the loosest sense of that word um, that I really wanted to see that were always on my radar but never had the courage to just see on my own. Um, so the first one we already did, which was The Happening. Um, and then this one was the uh, remake of Red Dawn, which is a uh, film from the 80s, uh, originally, you know, starring Patrick Swayze that... Um, was one of those VHS movies when I would go to my uncle's house because he used to tape everything, um, any movie that ever came on any of the, like, HBO, Showtime, you know, all that stuff. So he had basically every movie that's been on there. So I would watch it, Summers, the the original one. Haven't seen that in 15 years um, or more. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to watch that one because I don't want my opinion of that one. So uh, let's pick up uh, this dumb one where they had to change the... uh, the enemies in it because they wanted to make money showing this movie um, overseas. So, uh, you know, I picked Red Dawn, the 2012 version with uh, known American hero actor Chris Hemsworth um, playing the lead role here. Um, yeah, I- I'll say a slightly hot take here. It's not awful. You know, it you know, it could it could have been much, much worse. That but, is a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> that is a very yeah. hot take. Um, it's not good by any means, but it wasn't it wasn't unwatchable, which a lot of these remakes of, of movies tend to be, because they either try to be too far away from the source material 
or they try and like drill down to the deep um like subtext that you didn't notice from the first movie um but this one just seemed to be it probably would have been a pretty good you know popcorn or back when this was a thing you know a movie pass movie you know sort of just go it's not a waste of your time um but um not anything special so glad i saw it i can check it off the all right, Dan, what about you? Where are you coming from with Red Dawn 2012? So I've seen this movie once. Um, oh, Dan, always surprising us. Oh, really? You think I'd never seen it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I've never seen the original, which makes me feel really bad. <laughs> having. I feel like there's a special place in hell for people who watch the shitty remake of a classic first. Uh, uh, let's temper the word classic for red dawn if we're being completely honest <laughs> uh, i i feel like it gets talked about and referenced enough or would you say cult classic i would say it's it's yeah it's cultish it's a cult classic yeah it, it's well known enough where it's and plus everyone loves the swayze everyone right loves swayze everyone's crazy for swayze and understandable yeah. understandable oh absolutely uh, but yeah, I, I feel like it, this movie was very underwhelming, and two things I took away from it. One, Chris Hemsworth is in a lot of trouble when that Thor money runs out. When that <laughs> Thor train stops, uh, he's in He's in for it. Uh, he's he's got to figure it out real quick. And whoever decided to try to make Josh Peck an action hero... Uh, should be fired into the sun <laughs> because he is not threatening or inspiring in the least. He uh, he has like two cool moments in the movie mm-hmm. and they don't translate, I think, nearly as cool as they wanted it to be. I think the one is when uh, he gives the middle finger to the the defector, mm-hmm. Pete, Pete, right? Like he runs out like, hey, Pete. And it just gives him the finger. <laughs> and at first I thought, I was like, oh, he's going to, like, kill him. You know, like, hey, Pete, boom, blow his head off. Like, no, he just gives him the bird. <laughs> and I was like, that's, man, that probably sounded so much cooler in these guys' heads. Right. Like, yeah, man, you just, like, fuck you, dude. And then you <laughs> blow the building up. <laughs> just, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't cool. And then at the very end, he's giving his brother's speech. And he's just, he's very whiny. Yeah. He's, he's not, man, I would not follow him. I wouldn't follow him into like a, a corner store. <laughs> I, I wouldn't follow this guy anywhere. Like, you're the fucking leader? They were like, Come on, who's the real leader? Take me to the yeah. real leader guy. Uh, yeah, just very underwhelming. It was edited very poorly. A lot of the action scenes is, are hard to make out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just I think this movie was just an obvious cash grab. Just you know, we're gonna try to play off of uh, the original. And when did Swayze die? It probably was wait 2010. Somewhere around there. Not yeah, exactly so remember. I wonder if they were just gonna try to like play off of you know the Swayze nostalgia. Yeah, I don't know. Um, as for me, uh, he died in 2009. By the way. Okay. So far enough, I guess. Yeah. So this is the first time I've seen this. Um, I'm somewhere in the middle. Mark, I think you're giving this movie too much credit. Um, But I didn't hate myself while I watched this. I will say that. Um, Josh Peck sucks in this movie. Yes, he does. 
Uh, and they start off not on a great foot by trying to make us believe that he's a starting quarterback. <laughs> and then he just gets railed on two consecutive plays. I would um, rather follow the guy who just beats the shit out of him. Like he he should be the leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like it feels like you could have Josh Hutcherson in your movie and you could have Josh Peck, but you can't have both because they're both jockeying for the same role. There's a huge <laughs> step down from Chris Hemsworth to Josh Peck. Yeah, and I, it's not believable that they're brothers either. Not at all. No. It it would have made more sense to have Hemsworth and and Hutcherson as brothers. Yeah. Or Drake. <laughs> either Drake, Drake, the single name Drake, or Drake from Jake and Josh. That would be such a mind fuck if Drake, the the rap artist Drake, is in this movie <laughs> with his Toronto Raptors uh, jersey, <laughs> just representing. Where are they? They're they're in the the West Coast, right? No, Eastern Seaboard. They're on the Eastern. Wait a minute, how does that work out? North Korea. Movie? Yeah, North Korea is no, able they're, to. They're in Washington State. Oh, are they? Because they were talking yeah. about all about the Eastern Seaboard. But they, you're right. They do say Washington State. Right. I was going to say, like... Yeah, they talk even, about Spokane and Seattle. That's right, yeah. That's one hell of a trip for North Korea. <laughs> Just come up from the Cape. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Explorer style, baby. <laughs> all their ships get dashed along the, uh, the, the Cape. It's called a reverse Magellan. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is that is a hell of a lot of work. <laughs> hey, man, you really can't you can't speed up the the sneakiness, man. If you're stealthing, you gotta be you gotta take your time. And you know what? We probably wouldn't see it. We wouldn't think it possible, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, North Korea is going the opposite way around the world. Ah, that you know, fuck that. That's fine. Yeah, probably between 2016 and 2020, they would have had a hell of a shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. there are moments in this movie where it almost gets it um in terms of the message it's you ever like see those where like uh it's, i think there's even a reddit where it's like republicans accidentally social socialists where they where like republican accidentally makes a point for social for socialism but they just still don't believe in socialism this is sort of the point with this movie where it's like they talk about uh how um, it, uh, Chris Hemsworth makes a point of saying that when they're when he was overseas fighting in the Middle East, he was the good guys. Yeah. And now that they're on their home turf, they're the bad guys. Yeah. And it was just like, man, you're almost there. <laughs> I I, so I, I mentioned I mentioned it's like that's what everyone else thinks of us when we <laughs> go there. But yeah. It's like, man, I just need you to make that one next step. Right. And and it seems like this movie could is so close to being a satire of a U.S. foreign policy circa 2012, but it's not. It's it's just straight up. Yeah, we're gonna kill. We're gonna kill some fucking North Koreans. Oh, it's, and they do. It's so much propaganda. Yeah, big time propaganda. Well, and, they they did change who the invading country would be so that they could release the movie in China. So sure. But there also, goes the money grab. also making the invading army people of color is a weird part of this movie. If like the original was Russians and Rush, obviously Russians yeah. was in the heyday was was the big the big bad. But also, yeah. but they're also white. <laughs> so now it's people that look different than me are invading think, our country. 
I, I think it might have something to do with that, as well as what Mark said. You you want to you want to be able to sell this overseas. And Olympus has fallen. Also had North Korean uh, invaders. And I I think it's just like everyone is kind of like yeah like North Korea kind of sucks, right guys? Like we could all get behind that, right? Everyone hates Kim Jong Un and Kim Jong Il. Right, they're shitty guys, right? Like we could get behind. It, it, it's almost like Hollywood thinks: Is anyone really going to deny that their leader is a bad dude? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like this is a safe bet. Yeah, and also North Korea doesn't have a thriving movie scene. Right. You know, as China does. Right. right. And I'm sure. People. North Korea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's why everyone kind of in Hollywood and in other areas they they kind of bend over backwards for them, you know. Yeah. Like, we can it, put up with some things because we're gonna make hella money if we do. Yeah. It's why most of the um and which makes me laugh about people saying they don't want politics in their entertainment. Um, why most of the bad guys in these type of movies are always from places where it won't cost the producers any money. To make that country the enemy, mm-hmm. you sure. know, like smaller middle, like smaller Middle East countries and, you know, North Korea, or it's just a flat out uh, made up place that is totally, um, you know, I'm thinking of an upcoming video game where they're making a thing about an island that went through a revolution in the Caribbean, but it mm-hmm. is definitely not Cuba. <laughs> I, I, I wonder, like, what other, do other countries, they have to have it where, like, we're the bad guys, right? There has to be some type of foreign uh, film industry where it's like, yeah, you know, America invades or America does this. I would assume. So we can't be the only ones that do that. Um, I mean, I can see it more of the Americans being the being dumb more than being the bad guys. I I know uh, Shin Godzilla does that. Like we're super just, and and this is true, where we just always rush into the nuclear option essentially yeah. where mm-hmm. it's it's never it's never uh brains it's always brawn it's like oh yeah let's just like nuke japan because godzilla's there like hey that's uh let's not just nuke our country let's think of other ways no you know we're gonna we gotta nuke it that that's us so uh, maybe that's how they play it like not that we're invaders or whatever but yeah just yeah it's essentially the best quality. example of how i believe americans are you know, portrayed in movies made by other countries is is we watched Iron Sky. And mm. essentially that's made by, I believe, Australians and Finns, you know, and I forget, Russians maybe? There was a third country in there. But, you know, they essentially it's just, we're just big dumb idiots that, you know, um, want to steal everything, you I, know. I will point out when my wife and I went on our honeymoon to the DR, uh, there was a quote-unquote American-style restaurant at the uh, the resort that we were in, and every one of the servers was wearing like trucker hats and plaid clothing. You know, like <laughs> they were dressed like cowboys, kind of thing. So I was like, all right, well, I get it. That's how they like, see us. They got our number. <laughs> yeah, it, it was this, it was like Apu, right? Like, howdy, partner. Let's take a relaxed attitude towards work to watch the baseball match. <laughs> but like, that's essentially what these people were dressed as. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. <laughs> yeah, this, I don't know. We've watched, we watched Iron Eagle, which was a lot more fun than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
watch anything else that was similar to this. Uh, what was the re- uh, the Russian movie where the bear has a fucking chain gun? <laughs> Guardians. Guardians. Yeah, that was. I don't know if they have Americans in it, no. but that was fucking crazy, and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> that would have been yeah. the perfect movie for the bad guys to be American, right? Because that was made by Russians. Yeah. Uh, so Red Dawn from 2012, directed by Dan Bradley, who's the only directing credit, but he's been a stunt coordinator since the 1980s. Uh, stars Chris Hemsworth, Josh Peck, Adrian Palicki, Elizabeth Lucas, Josh Hutcherson, Connor Cruz, Edwin Hodge, Brett Cullen, Will Yun Lee, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. IMDb score of 5.4 and a Rotten Tomato score of 15%. Budget $65 million. Box office. 44 us and it didn't make that much money overseas either yeah. it didn't make it didn't break even that's for sure um yeah i don't really know what much to talk about about this movie to be honest with you it's it's bland is what yeah. it is yeah. um yeah mediocre yeah again again i think uh not having seen the original i don't know how much of it is uh faithful to it mm-hmm. but like it's it just it's very anticlimactic and yep. and and very like they really treat the invaders like complete morons mm-hmm. like like i doubt north korea would just allow people in this occupied space to just kind of walk freely yeah right? because in in the movie people are just kind of like you know they're, they're going about their business i i don't know how bad they have it it is weird. It is hard to comprehend as like, why don't people just leave? Yeah. You know, right. obviously that, that not, er, not everybody's going to be able to walk out, but also these people are coming in and out of this town. Right. Here with them. Yeah. People still, have, people still run businesses. Yeah. They're like, people still eat at Subway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What That threw me through a fucking loop. Yeah. And then they robbed Subway for some reason instead of just saying, hey, we're the Wolverines. We need help. Yeah. 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 They, they hold the subway worker hostage. <laughs> like, just give me all your food. Uh, yeah. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I, I didn't quite understand. And, and again, it, it really tries for this macho bullshit. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, that's one thing. I'm. There's good macho bullshit, you know, like, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger, and and uh, Sylvester Stallone type of macho stupidity because it, it's all in like good fun. This was just like really like, propaganda macho bullshit. Like I'm in the Marines and the Marines do this and there's nothing tougher than a Marine. All right, man, we get it. We know. <laughs> it's like it, it, man, it is so forced and it's not. None of it's cool. Yeah, it's very 2012. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> again, just very like eh, forgettable. A forgettable yeah. time in movie history. <laughs> you guys want to get into the plot? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Dan, what do you got for us? Uh, just going to give a quick shout out to our good friends, uh, Tia and Brittany, and their podcast, The Top Ten with Tia, weekly podcast where Tia and Brittany go down top ten lists. So if you are into that sort of thing or if you want to kind of weigh your, you know, whatever – her list is and you think hey you know this would be this would be fun to put in there or i would put this in there go check it out you can follow her at tc underscore stark on twitter and she is also a head writer for geek vibes nation with whom we are affiliated with okay great and we are going to take a quick break and you are going to listen to some ads and we will be right back 
Hey everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. It's me, George, from the best little horror house in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guest at least. We've talked about groundbreaking classics like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Alien, but we've also got a lot of great ones coming up, including some very fun guests like Len Kabazinski of Swamp Zombies and Red Letter Media fame, Caroline Williams, the star of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and Chase Williamson from John Dies at the End. So make sure you're subscribe to the best little horror house in philly and i'll see you boils and ghouls over there and welcome back now it's time to get into plot for red dawn 2012 we open on credits over stock footage of military action we get obama we get economic collapse we get north korea basically russia is invading georgia and north korea is attacking south korea we also get shots of sleepy joe in two different (laughs) decades it looks like two different decades who would have thought We'd yeah. be seeing Biden again. <laughs> it was it, a little bit of a shock and forgetting it, that surreal. he was vice president of the United States. But he, what did he mention? He was like, yeah, we're, we're going to toughen our sanctions on Russia. And I was like, oh, shit, it's <laughs> Biden. Uh, and the question coming out of the credits is, what does North Korea want? Then we cut to a high school football game as Thor listens to the radio in his truck and Josh Peck is the star quarterback, fuck you, and gets absolutely <laughs> demolished on two consecutive plays. And Mark Schlereth as the head coach. Yeah. It uh, took me it took me two scenes to go, okay, that's a famous football player. Who is it? <laughs> and then when they cut back, I was like, ah, oh, it's, it, it's that guy. It's a Denver lineman that was on ESPN. Got yeah. it. I, I did like how they, they tried desperately to make Josh Peck into this, like, stud, right? Yeah. When he, he, he just gets absolutely laid out by the like the tackle and he gets up he's like ooh that guy hits hard like like that was nothing like dude yeah that, that would have knocked you out of the game man we <laughs> we know you Josh yeah. Peck obviously this the entire football is just the foreshadowing of the nickname yeah yeah mm-hmm. he's he's a lone gun he's he's a cowboy uh, the the team's nickname is wolverines yeah no, uh, like his his basic character arc or his his makeup is basically he does what he wants. Right. Yeah. yeah. Josh Peck is a dick, as I assume he is in real life and doesn't understand clock management. His dad, not Chris Cooper, looks on as teams settle for a field goal <laughs> to tie it, but the kicker goes wide right and they lose. It's actually Thomas Wayne from Joker. Yes. Uh, that might be is, the is best that, description uh, for that guy. Brett Cullen, right? Brett, Brett Cullen, Cullen. yeah. He's not a solid Chris character actor. Yeah. yeah. Not not quite as solid as Chris Cooper, though. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a... Uh, uh, eh. <laughs> Later, Peck, who plays Matt Eckert, gets picked up by his cheerleader girlfriend, Erica, played by Isabel Lucas in her Mustang, and we find out that he's not getting laid. Now, is she hot? Uh, for 2012, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I'd, I'd say she's not conventionally, like, right now... I don't yeah. think she's that that great. Right, because she's not thick. This is the thick era. This is the thick era. Yeah, and she, we we gone into that area where you need you need some 
you need some thighs, you know? Yeah. And she's thinner than Josh Josh Peck. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's pretty. <laughs> she's definitely not, you know, she's pretty. And we're not she's here not to... Ugly. Well, she's right. not ugly. I we don't but, want I don't want to sit here and say like you know I'm not the end all be all judge obviously, look, but yeah this is 2012. She's definitely passable. Okay, the, the question is not would you do. It's the question is she hot? Respect the game, right? Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> there. I have very low standards for would you do. So you're you're never really gonna get a a, a wrong answer from me on that one. Right. So yeah. Yeah, it's just moments where she was just like, just super plain looking. Yeah, and then not other worth follow- saving from a bus. Yeah. And I remember like her having like a a moment in Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen where they're like, oh my god, she's she's gonna steal Shia LaBeouf away from Megan Fox. And that's just not in yeah. in a movie with transforming alien robots. That is the most unbelievable part. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Thor is playing Jed, Josh Peck's brother, and he's a Marine that's just come home. And he tells the guys in the bar he's with. And Adrian Palicki, former uh, failed Wonder Woman, plays Tony, chats him up a bit. And then Matt and Erica show up at the bar. And the power goes out, so everyone has to leave. Then they go home, and not Chris Cooper makes up the couch for Jed. Then Matt comes home and is a dick to Jed for no particular reason and leaves the door of the fridge open for far too long when the power's out. First yep. rule, never open the fridge when the power's out. I love how that's the, it's a, like a key talking point there. <laughs> yeah, Chris Hemsworth tells him to shut the door if power's out. It, it's such a mundane thing in an action movie to really harp on. But if. Yeah. If there's one thing you learned from this movie, if you didn't know it already, when the power is out, do not open the fridge. Is that like the G.I. Joe ending? We've had a lot of fun here today, kids. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. It cuts down to how long it takes for your food to spoil. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a solid device. Yeah. That's it, kids. Learn that. That They should teach you that shit in home economics class. (laughs) Is it all? (laughs) Will this be on the written test? (laughs) (laughs) We find out the blackout is throughout the eastern seaboard and the western seaboard, I suppose. Is there is there such a thing as the western seaboard that they call it that? Is that a nomenclature yeah. that people have said? I would I've only ever that, heard right? I've only ever yeah. heard eastern seaboard. It's, it's west coast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Right. If there's an eastern seaboard, there must be a western seaboard. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be an other other directional seaboard or else then eastern seaboard should just be the seaboard right and then the west just constantly goes on forever yeah yeah it just connects to other land masses until (laughs) i guess you wrap around to the eastern seaboard again (laughs) that's the magellan style (laughs) (laughs) not once but twice have we mentioned magellan on this podcast should be everyone's favorite explorer Sure. <laughs> it's not. It, it, wait, has was Magellan uh, problematic? Oh, I'm sure all explorers were rapers and pillagers, but yeah. you know, he went around the, he circumnavigated the globe. So you give credit where credit's due there. Yeah, I mean, like in, it's like it's all relative, right? Sure. Raise your hand if you're a rapist. All explorers raise their hand. It's like, okay, well, that's can't cancel all of them, so we got to pick one. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For all the things they did. They did discover certain things, I guess. So you kind of give them that. Yeah. It's like Chris then... Columbus also might have had sex with a walrus. Questionable. Uh, 
Is that real? Yeah, it, it's a rumor. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, shit. It's a rumor that Christopher Columbus and his men may have fucked walruses um, because they thought they were mermaids. <laughs> I, I have heard that. Okay. And he makes mention of their knee, their very womanly knees. Uh, <laughs> man, I, I, every time we kind of go back in, in history... We kind of realize, like, how did we survive? Yeah, right. How do you, how do you fuck a walrus and survive that? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, we, no one really around to talk about it or you know confirm or deny. In the morning, a loud bang wakes both Matt and Jed up, and they run out of the house to see what's going on. And the sky is filled with invading planes and paratroopers. U.S. planes are being shot out of the sky, crashing on the streets below, and general sort of chaos occurs as this happens. Jed puts Matt in his car, and they have to go look for their dad, as paratroopers are starting to land an opening fire on the streets. Matt Chris Cooper, who I think is the sheriff, shows up in his cruiser and tells them to follow him. They drive behind him as he tries to escape the paratroopers. One shoots at him as he attempts a landing, but gets hit by Jed in the truck. Eventually, the dad crashes his cruiser and sets it up as some sort of roadblock in the middle of the street. He tells Jed to take Matt and head to the family cabin. It will be safer there. Despite Matt initially protesting, Jed gets him into the truck and they drive off. As they drive, Matt tells Jed that they have to go get Erica. So they make a turn and run into a bunch of invading troops. So they have to take a detour through backyards, crashing through fences, and almost driving into a pool. They make it to Erica's street, but are blocked by two military trucks. Troop gets out and try to apprehend them. Meanwhile, Erica and her family are being dragged out of their house as prisoners. Matt tries to get out to go to Erica, which causes the trooper to start firing into the car for some reason. And Jed pushes the gun away and he winds up shooting through the windshield, killing another trooper. Yeah, I couldn't decide if the reaction to all these invading troops landing on the ground and shooting and stuff like that is more um, Americans never being in this situation or just flat out white privilege. You know what happened? Obama took all their guns. <laughs> the week Thanks, before. Obama. Yeah, yeah, the week before, he, he personally visited each household. Yeah. I'm going to need your guns. <laughs> he uh, he took all their guns, and now all the, the rurals are like, see, where are you guys now? Yeah, th- that's a good point. Like, this is definitely, like, Second Amendment porn, right? Right. Like, this yep. would never happen if they took away your guns. You'd be, this, where would yeah. you be? The people that live and die by the Second Amendment, this is their fantasy. They want this oh, to happen. Yes, right. Because you're, I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan even says, it's like, hey, man, like, Texas has just been lighting them up, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, we, yeah, we know. Texas and, like, Alabama, the, the good old boys. Yeah. You know, they're not going down without a fight kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, this movie, it definitely sent a lot of those people from six to midnight, I'd imagine. <laughs> So Jed pushes his car away. Jed puts the car in reverse, and a few neighborhood kids jumps into the back of the truck, and Jed hightails it out of there. I wish his name wasn't Jed, because I'm gonna say it a lot. Yeah, and that's not a very Chris Hemsworth-like name. Yeah. Do you think how was his accent? Do you think terrible? Yeah. Yeah. I feel I like they could have just like I feel like if they could they could have just let him have the Australian accent, and I wouldn't have even get the second guess. Like why yeah. is he? Uh, I would just like, all right, yeah, it's Chris Hemsworth. It's fine. <laughs> it, it's so noticeable. Yeah. And in, in, like when he yells, it's very, very noticeable. <laughs> when I, when he's talking in a more subdued manner, yeah. I think it, it it definitely comes across better. His accent yeah. is not as thick. Yeah. You know, when he yells, he definitely he's trying. <laughs> 
One of the kids is also the mayor's son. Erica tries to break away, but is unable to. As they drive, they meet up with another kid in a car named Pete, and they tell him to follow them. Meanwhile, a North Korean officer, uh, Captain Cho, I believe his name was, gets into one of the military trucks and chases after them. As the chase continues, they wind up crashing into each other, and one of the kids in the back of the truck goes flying, laying, landing in the wheelchair of another car. Jed manages to drive away as the military truck is unable to start back up. Make it up to the cabin, and Jed and starts barking orders at everyone. They all check the house in a trailer, just take stock of the supplies they have at their disposal. Matt and Jed load a few rifles that they have in the cabin, and one of the other guys, Pete, finds a handgun. As they manage to use a makeshift satellite to get a TV signal to watch the news, they hear a car approaching. So Jed goes out to fire a warning shot to keep them away from the cabin, and Matt tell, and tells Matt to kill the lights to the cabin. As Jed gets ready to fire a warning shot, he recognizes the truck. But then someone else fires a shot and nearly hits Jed. So Jed hustles back down to the cabin when the truck with the truck behind them. It turns out that it was the douche Pete who says he's not giving up the gun. So J- Jed just immediately wrestles the gun away from Pete. This is kind of a dick move, right? Like, I guess, yeah, it's for safety. But then he does like, oh, he wants some more to to Pete. Hey, all right, man, don't don't be. That's that macho bullshit again. Yeah, but he was totally right though, because Pete was a dick, and he becomes Pete a bigger a dick. dick. Oh, big time! But I, to me, that that's so frat boyish, right? Like you got the guy, you've you've succeeded in your mission. You don't need to do the whole like you jump at him like, oh, you want some more? Mm-hmm. I, it's that's not. Uh, it just, it's so gross. Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, and the fun thing I found out that Daryl in this movie, um, the mayor's son, is actually um, uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman's son. Connor no Cruise. way. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. When I was going through the cast list after the movie, mainly to see what Isabel Lucas was in um, more. It was like, I was like, Connor Cruise, that face looks familiar. And then I clicked it and it was like half sister, the Sir, half brother, the Suri Cruise. Like, Wait a second. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so who's, if he is half, who's. He's Tom, he's Tom and Nicole's. And I don't know if. Oh, um, Siri is uh is, is Katie Holmes. Is, Katie Holmes, yeah. yeah. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, but that was that was an interesting and and he's only done two movies. Um, he did this one and he was uh I think he played Will Smith's younger version in the uh, Pursuit of Happiness or something. Mm. Just looking it up. Yeah. So this was this was his last movie. Oh yeah, Young Ben. Yep. Wow. Or Seven Pounds. I'm but. Mm. I confuse my Will Smith in a suit movies. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, I'm looking at it on IMDb, and I just I see Will Smith in the suit. I didn't even look at the the title next to it, Seven Pounds. I said, yeah, you know, that's a pursuit of happiness. <laughs> there are like three, it's like those two, and it's the concussion, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it, it's just his face. Or three Will Smith in a suit movies. Yeah. That's a, a letterbox list if I ever yeah. heard one. Will Smith in a suit. Yeah, you'd have to technically include Men in Black, but we know what we mean by that. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's in a lot of movies where he was that uh, Collateral Beauty. Yeah, Collateral. Oh yes, where the uh, his entire ad agency gaslights him into giving up. <laughs> what an awful plot! <laughs> Can you imagine just like like bending over backwards for one person, like just like that? Holy shit! So he, so he retires, I think is the point of it. Because they just want his state, his claim to the uh, the company. It's yeah, a fucked it's, up movie, people. It's a we, bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> we probably should cover it one day. I, I think it's too boring. Probably. Yeah. 
Um, the truck is filled with a few people that they know, including Tony. All of the kids sleep in the main room of the cabin, and then Jed wakes them all up to tell them that Pete and his friend left in the middle of the night with all the food. So he tells them to pack up the rest of the supplies, put it in the truck. Then they go to scout the town, which is now a huge prison camp of sorts. And as they're scouting, the rest of the group rushes over and tells them that they they were found at the cabin. The North Korean officer shows up with Pete, who showed them where the camp, where the cabin was. And not Chris Cooper, and the mayor is with them. So the mayor calls out on a megaphone and pleads for is, them to is, surrender. Is the mayor not Steve Harvey? Uh, I recognize that dude from something, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, I think it was like a... Uh, was it Third I'll Watch? I think he was on Third Watch, which was like the pre to like Chicago PD and stuff. Um, actually, actually not a bad show, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, um, he's in Third Watch. Yeah. He was a firefighter in that show. Uh, the mayor calls out on a megaphone and pleads with them to surrender, but not Chris Cooper gets on and then tells them to go to war and kill anybody that gets in their way, basically. And he's immediately executed. As they try to figure out what to do next, Josh Hutcherson wants to go back to his family, but Tony tells him that his parents were killed. And then Jed tells them he is going to fight, and they all need to make a decision on what they're going to do next. And then we get a training montage. It's not even a good training montage. We should should have a podcast within the podcast rating how people emotionally reacting to death in this movie. Ranking, (laughs) you know, between, you know, Chris Hensworth and Josh Peck and then, you Uh, know. uh, Probably the best is Adrian Palicki, right? She gives a good performance when Chris Chris Hemsworth gets shot in the head. She wanted to fuck. She wanted to go to pound town. And you know what I like about their character arc? He refuses to remember who she is. (laughs) I have no clue who you are. Well, it doesn't matter. I kind of want to bone you. Okay. And she she keeps bringing up memories. And like, I don't remember that. (laughs) Stop being so clingy. Yeah. He's just nagging the shit out of her. (laughs) But I do like how she was ready to kill Connor Cruz. Oh, yeah. It's so funny so because, quickly. because everyone forgave Matt when he got Greg killed. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> even, even the wife was just like, okay, you know, no worries. Peace sign. Yeah, the peace sign. But, yeah, now Chris Hemsworth bites the dust, and she's ready to just, like, blow all this shit up. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it is a waste of, like, A-plus dick, right? <laughs> uh, you would think. Right? I can't imagine Chris Hemsworth not having, you know, a good hammer. Right? Yeah. It'd be really disappointing to find that out. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I won't mind that out. Right. That would just, that would just be the, the, the last straw, really, for that's us like, as a nation. Yeah, that's like finding out King Griffey Jr. took steroids, right? That's something yeah. that... Yeah. Right. It, that's something that they'll just bury, and everybody will be fine with it. Yeah, we don't need <laughs> to know. It's like, nope, don't He's, need to know about it. We don't need to know if Chris Hemsworth is sub-5. Right. We don't need yeah. to know. Just let us imagine. <laughs> or if it's weird looking or it doesn't <laughs> even work. Just. <laughs> yeah. That, I wonder what would be worse. If it's weird looking or just like <laughs> a lot smaller than people think. <laughs> or it, I, I feel like if it's smaller than people think, it's just like, okay, well, that sucks. But if it's weird looking, it's like, oh, wow. that What is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, just. Three straight guys talking about Chris Hemsworth dick. Hey, we're uh, we're secure. <laughs> that's what that means. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, and straight, you know, that's a sliding scale anyway. Right. It, 
that 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 would easily be one of those uh, th- those things on Twitter. Like, hey guys, is it gay to talk about? It? <laughs> <laughs> so training montages, Jed teaches them all some simple self defense moves and tells them that they need to work hard to learn new skills and repurpose old ones. They also sneak into town on some recon missions. At some point, they realize they need better weapons and supplies, so they stage an ambush using Tony as bait, and the team just mows down the soldiers that chase after her. Shortly later, they kill a few more at a checkpoint. They wind up getting some AKs and some C4. Jed and Matt then take Josh Hutcherson. I have a hard time saying his name. Josh I want to say Hutchinson. Yeah, it's a stupid name, Josh. You should change it. Uh, who plays Robert? Uh, they take him hunting, and he manages to kill a deer. And then they prank him into drinking the deer's blood. Hilarious macho jokes. Jed has a speech about how they're going to have the advantage on being on their own turf. And they get to be the get bad guys that cause chaos. And they're so close to making a point. Uh, <laughs> they're right there. Yeah. The it's like, man, maybe this is the mirror that 2012 America really needed. It's like, no, yeah. we're just going to kill more North Koreans. Yes, and the, uh, you know, the, uh, the North Koreans don't want to be there. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And I would imagine it'd be quite the opposite with <laughs> what we're told, right? Yeah. Like, the, like these guys are super focused. They know they know their mission. It's really the other way around. When we mm-hmm. go somewhere, we don't want to be there. No, none of them want to go. <laughs> so they blow some shit up, including Pete, who is now a sympathizer. Good for Pete. Uh, are you are you on pete's side <laughs> no <laughs> no but, i mean i mean good for pete that he got blown up <laughs> oh yeah. yeah oh but that's the when uh josh peck thinks he does that like super badass moment yeah the middle hey, finger hey, pete. yeah uh, i was i was so waiting for him to just blow his head off yeah. he just gives him the thing to be fair it was a solid finger it was a he's got a weird looking hand from what I remember, but it, it wasn't just like you know like the little like eh kind of finger. Yeah, like he gives him the full finger, so I I at least give him credit for using full finger. He's kind of stubby looking, like he had like this his hands are kind of small. Mm. I'm looking at a picture. His hands are kind of weird looking. Are they're, they? They're a little Wait, needy. Hold on, is this? I I just googled Josh Peck hands. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Wow, this, is leading, this podcast is leading us <laughs> down all sorts of weird rabbit holes. As long as, as, long as we don't get the feet, we'll be okay. <laughs> Hand is okay. The first picture, the one on Pinterest, if you're looking okay. at it. Uh, yeah. It's a little stubby looking. Okay, it's, yeah. It's kind of thick, right? It's a thick hand. His hand here is still left over from when he was heavier. Yeah. Right? His his hand never caught up with his weight loss. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a if you scroll down, there's a little there's a picture of him giving the finger. Oh yes, there it is. There it is. Yeah. I, I you see oh that that's like you know what his his knuckles are kind of weird. Yeah. I kind of I kind of <laughs> have to retract my statement there. It's not a bad finger. No, but... I mean he's doing the whole one knuckle up thing, which yeah. is I always felt like. Like you gotta, you gotta yeah, pull that one down. Right. Maybe he just he can't. But yeah, I agree. If you're doing it, you're given. There's no other trace of finger yeah. there. Your yeah. soul, your your vision is just narrowly on the middle finger. Because mm-hmm. yeah, now I'm kind of drawn to his pointer finger there. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's doing too much work. 
Yeah, it's a weird looking hand. Hands are, <laughs> hands are weird looking. As someone that's once hired yeah. uh, hand models, you see enough hands, you they lose all meaning after a while. So you're like the judge, really. You can do it's it. It's weird. If you've ever, yeah. like, it's weird to just see pictures of hands and then have to decide. I don't want that job. Yeah. To be honest, that's too much power. It's weird. It's odd. And, and it nobody, kind of freak. It wound up freaking me out a little bit. Like hands and, are like gross now. And knowing that you were hired specifically for your hand, yeah. nothing else. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of that's got to be kind of like of a downer, I guess. I guess, but if you they make good money though. Paid, yeah. They get shit mo- ton of money. This is like David Duchovny, right, in Zoolander. Yeah. How he protects his hand. <laughs> yeah. So one day, Matt sneaks off to town to and sees Erica. And on his way back to camp, Jed yells at him, telling him that he's going to get him, them all killed. But Matt wound up doing some recon and Captain Show at the same time. They find out that there's going to be a speech at the town square. So they set up an attack with some bombs placed and a sniper hideout. They put the plan into action, but it does not go well. Right before the attack, Matt sees Erica and he blows the explosion early and he leaves his post to go save her from the prison bus. Captain Cho also found one of the C4 devices and disarms it. Also, the window that they were planning was, like, the obvious choice of where you would have a sniper. And and also, it's pretty obvious that you're going to plant the bomb under the stage. Yeah. Right? It, it, it would have been better to maybe do, like, a car bomb kind of thing. Right. Because everyone's oblivious to them, right? Yeah. Planting the car bomb. Yeah. No one else is moving mm-hmm. in that like, entire audience. Yeah. Like, Hemsworth is just standing in the window, and it's, like, full <laughs> shot of him. Like, they could have had a catch from where they were both standing. It was, like, that obvious. It's, like, if with a... Because they have the counterterrorism guy from Russia there. And if you have the guy just be like, Yes, yeah, sir, if, you, if you're going to be a sniper, which window would you be? That exact one. <laughs> you know, that has the clearest line of sight I have ever seen. It's almost like you guys built that building specifically right. to have a sniper in that exact spot. It's clean. Oswald could have gotten six shots off from there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's and it's uh that's what I kind of mean where this movie's really mediocre. I get that you have to uh, kind of move the plot along and show. Uh, yeah, you know they're gonna get caught eventually. But goddamn, like be be smart about it if you're yeah. if you were the guerrilla warfare. Like why wouldn't right. why wouldn't North Korea have people in there, right? Oh yeah, they're right there. They should have people in that building. They should have their own snipers. Right. And but meanwhile, their snipers are like four buildings down. <laughs> The speech erupts in a firefight as the North Koreans were well prepared for an ambush. Matt goes to save Erica on the bus and kills a few guards, and his friend Greg goes to help him, but he gets killed. And Robert and Daryl wind up escaping down a trash chute and kill a few guards along the way. Matt and Erica duck into a store and change their clothes to be inconspicuous. They all regroup back at the camp. Jed got his hit in the leg, but he's getting stitched up. Jed tells Matt that Greg died because he was careless. So Greg disappears for a few days in the woods to be all emo. Meanwhile, the Wolverines attack again in the city, this time saving the shopkeeper that helped Matt and Erica. By the way, why didn't she just burn those clothes? Yeah. Yeah, right? She was just like, well, this isn't a keepsake for the time I was nice to those two two Wolverine fellas. (laughs) She's sentimental. (laughs) Or maybe she just plain forgot. Like, <laughs> oh, I'll get yeah. rid of these tomorrow. <laughs> it's on my to-do list. I swear. Yep. Oh, oh, shit, I forgot. 
then the townspeople start to rally around the Wolverines. Jed eventually finds Matt alone in the woods, and they have a heart-to-heart. Matt is still upset that Jed left home when their mom died six years ago. And they patch it all up. Matt comes back to camp, and everyone forgives him. Tony and Jed have a moment at night, talking about some girl that Jed made out with one time. And then they hear explosions in the distance, and North Korea has carpet-bombed the woods trying to kill the Wolverines. Again, this movie is so close to making a point. (laughs) Yeah. Um, they wind up hitting the camp and Danny and Julie are killed. Basically, everyone who was not on the poster is now dead. Yep. They wind up relocating the camp deeper into the woods. While Tony is keeping watch, she gets jumped by someone. Winds up being Jeffrey D. Morgan and a group of freedom-fighting former Marines. Talking with the Marines, they devise a plan to sneak into the base, steal a communication device that North Koreans are using. So they set the plan in motion. Gunfights, explosions, a bunch of people die, including Captain Cho, but not anyone on the poster. Yeah. Wait, Captain Cho dies? Yes. Oh. Um, wait. Captain Cho's North Korean. Oh, wait, I thought he dies after the gunfight. I I know Josh Hut, uh, Josh Peck kills him. I can't remember exactly where. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm thinking of the uh, the, the Marine. No. Yeah. Um. I think I think Jed kills him because isn't. It's his dad's death. Dad's office. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. How, how serendipitous. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And also, Jeffrey Dean Morgan seems the most competent soldier in this movie. Why is he listening to Jed? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, they're, they're all competent. Except for, the, like, the one guy who's just, like, really hell-bent on making Marine slogans. Yeah. yeah. That, guy is, that guy is a Marine. Like, oh, yeah. Capital Marine. Like... As long as I have this gun and I'm alive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That guy, I don't know if he's ever been a Marine, but his whole life he wanted to play a Marine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this was his, uh, he, he was going to nail it. (laughs) Uh, that guy is, he celebrated the release of American sniper. Like it was his birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Pictures of pictures of Chris Kyle on his bedroom wall. Like how I watch Lord of the Rings once a year, he probably yeah. does watch American <laughs> Sniper once a year. It's that time, family. Gather around. Yeah. Once these guys show up, it becomes an ultra, you know, right wing Second Amendment love fest of a movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't the know about like the America the, Army. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> Second Amendment. I, I don't know how much like politics they get into, really. It's definitely a, a two way love fest for sure. Mm hmm. Eventually, they get what they're at, get what they were after, escape, and then go back to their hideout to celebrate. Jed struggles to tell Matt that he's proud of him, and then he goes to share a beer with Tony and most likely fuck. But then he gets his head blown off. Yeah, Another gun. Off. I was actually surprised. About yeah. For the reasons you mentioned earlier. Original? I don't know. I don't remember. And not his weird-looking head. Right. His actual head. Um, (laughs) Another gunfight ensues as the North Koreans attack their hideout. They eventually get away and make it to the woods. And they realize that the Koreans at some point implanted a tracking device on Daryl. I didn't catch when that happened. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, it was when he was running away and got caught by the Russians. And Mm -hmm. they stab him in the back, it looks like. And then he gets up, fights off them, and then runs away. And then the Russians don't chase him. Gotcha. You know, and then, yeah. you know, they do some foreshadowing that's not great, where Daryl goes, oh, man, like, the one girl goes, oh, it's pretty deep, but I think I got it. And he's like, oh, it didn't, you know, it doesn't mm. hurt. You yeah. Know? It's mm. definitely something I would have caught if I watched this movie twice. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of, and the, the whole ending is very, it, 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 to me, it didn't fit, right? Mm-hmm. 
Like you, you have that moment, you're, you're successful, and then you kill the main character. Yeah. Right? It, it doesn't feel like the right time to do that. Well, I guess they were leading towards what happens next, essentially. Sure. You know, the brother, Matt essentially becomes Jed, right? After yeah. Jed dies. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I, I definitely, and again, I haven't seen the original, so maybe that is what happens. But it just, it felt weird. Like, I, I, I give it props for not expecting it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest, I wouldn't see them killing Swayze. No. Right, right. So you don't do that to Swayze. Mm-mm, not at all. No. And that's why I'm kind of worried about Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, the, you died in Cabin in the Woods pretty early, and then you died in this movie. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where you're headed after this. Hopefully a remake of Roadhouse featuring oh, him in, in the Swayze role. I think he's actually supposed to be Hulk Hogan. I believe he is, yes. Yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> I have no faith in it, but it'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so then they just leave Daryl in the woods. It's his choice. Um, but um, they don't try and take it out of him. So they leave him, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan's team has a helicopter and is going back to the free America. But the Wolverines stay back to train more Wolverines. And then we see them attack a base with some military guns and vehicles as the captives shout Wolverines. And then we cut out of it. And that's the end of the movie. That's the end of Red Dawn. The final battle we've been waiting the whole movie to see. We don't get this. Yeah, it's it's a very mediocre movie overall. Again, it's the action scenes aren't a lot of fun. Mm -mm. They're they're really all over the place editing wise. Yeah, there's nothing more. There's nothing more uninteresting than a gunfight, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, especially because I think you can have some like sometimes the Bond movies will have interesting gunfights because there'll be some good choreography in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they, unless you're in like a big battle, I don't. I think yeah, the most interesting I, gunfight is three ten to Yuma. I was like the final one, right? The when final one to, when they're trying to get to the train. Yeah, that that was cool. Uh, so we're I, just illuminating John Wick scenes. Well, yeah, John Wick much. has. He does so much more than just gunfight. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll preface that by saying I just think they they are dull. Um, like easy. there's nothing. Yeah, and most most of the time, if if they're well designed and well staged, I give credit for that. But a lot of times, it's just two people hiding somewhere, shooting at each other, and just trading shots. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. you know, it's I get what you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's something to fill the time. Really. Yeah. It's just loud and obnoxious and just goes on for way too long. It's, I mean, to Mark's point like with John Wick, I, I we were watching it over the weekend. And like he's using swords and knives and he's very creative. And even with the guns, he's like fighting people with the gun, you know? Sure. Yeah. And like the Matrix. Matrix has a great gunfight sure. scene. But it's sure. more than just a gunfight scene. Right. There's I mean, more that going was, on in there. Yeah. And, and that was like groundbreaking stuff for gunfights at that time, mm-hmm. you know? So... Yeah, there can gunfights can be done well for sure, but they rarely are. Yeah, they're 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 very easy. They're simple. That's the end of Red Dawn. Yeah, it was fine. Um, I think the five on IMDb is pretty pretty accurate. Yeah, I I five best would give it a six, but yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Same, Um, but it wasn't particularly interesting. Yeah, I I found myself just kind of waiting for it to end. I was glad it was only 93 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's always good with these kind of movies. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, again, just a lot of mediocrity all around. That's I, that's how I would describe the movie, mediocre. You know, I got to go back and watch the... I have to watch the original first and see you, how it measures up. 
Do you want the cast list for that movie, Dan? To get oh, too excited. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's such a better cast. It's a, yeah, it's uh, Swayze plays Jed. Mm-hmm. C. Thomas Howell plays Robert. It's awesome. Uh, Leah Thompson plays Erica. Mm-hmm. I think Charlie Sheen's in it. Charlie Sheen plays Matt. There you go. Uh, Jennifer Grey is Tony. Yeah, they're not they're not killing Swayze or or Charlie Sheen, you know. Yeah, and the, then the, the father is played by Harry Dean Stanton. Oh yeah, Harry Dean Stanton. Nice. Yeah, it, it's a good cast. It, it's and then Powers I, Booth is in it as somebody. Nice. I I you know how I remember the original Red Dawn. I remember it because it's mentioned in Hot Tub Time Machine by <laughs> Sebastian Stan's character. Right. Because he thinks that the the main characters are all uh, Russians, yeah. and he has the Red Dawn poster in his room. <laughs> That's how I remember Red Dawn, just from Sebastian Stan. So I, yeah, I want to watch the original now. I'm reading the uh, the summary to see if I can find uh, Jed if he lives or dies. Yeah. Wow. Film closes with Erica and Danny be the only two survivors of the original team. Wow. So they do. They all die. Yep. Wow. Were those two the only ones on the poster? <laughs> <laughs> was er- Erica was Leah Thompson, and who was yeah. Danny? Uh, Brad Savage. There's a guy I recognize. Um, Brad uh, Savage. Darren Dalton? No. Not the baseball player. No, Danny. Danny, Danny not Daryl. Brad Savage. Posters uh, were so much more creative back then, so you you didn't have to worry about who was bigger or who got the front of it, usually. Uh so that might it might not have worked out that way like it does now. If you're on the poster, most likely you're gonna make it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have as much of a yeah. He doesn't have a standout thing like the other guy was in um was in the Outsiders. Mm-hmm. He also did an ABC after school special in 1987 and didn't do anything until 2013. Wow, that's a long window. <laughs> yeah. Directed by John Milius, who was the uh, inspiration for. Walter Sobchak from Big Lebowski. <laughs> if you look at his picture, he looks just like John Goodman in that movie. <laughs> That's pretty good. We learned a lot this on this podcast. Yeah. Hey, kids, we had a lot of fun on this podcast. What, what did we learn this to, this week, Dan? We learned that you should always close your kitchen, uh, your uh, your fridge, refrigerator door in a power outage. Just never uh, open it. Yeah, never open it. Yeah, and that. Uh, uh, Christopher Columbus banged a a walrus allegedly, yep. possibly, possibly, and is either walrus. It might have been a manatee. I think manatee because be I've heard manatees yeah. Yeah. have been mistaken for mermaids. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what else did we learn? We we went down a, a weird rabbit hole, didn't we? Josh Peck has some weird hands. Josh Peck has weird hands. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris Hemsworth hopefully has a <laughs> yes. a normal we all, dog. We oddly all care about the condition <laughs> of Chris Hemsworth's dog. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's one. We learned something about ourselves in that one. <laughs> sure, we we definitely did some soul searching on this podcast, and uh, we we found out some interesting stuff. I gotta talk to my wife about it. See what she thinks. See how how much she cares about Chris Hemsworth's dick. Probably a lot. But I'll I get mean, back to you. We all should. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very interested. Now I'm more interested in what Jen thinks about Chris Hemsworth's dong. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, you guys want to plug your shit? Uh, sure. On that note, uh, at the Aquino 122, we could talk about it on Twitter. Let me know what you think about Chris Hemsworth. And we'll, uh, 
we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll, we'll become friends. But uh, that that's my personal Twitter. And uh, you could also follow our Real Play D&D podcast on Twitter at Stranger Damies. We talk about all types of stuff on there, not just D&D. We, we talk about movies, uh, anything pop culture, really. So uh, check us out on there. And just uh, let us know if you like the podcast, if there's anything you want us to change. Well, you know, we're always willing to to learn and listen to what fans think. Yeah, and the uh, episodes of Stranger Damies um, airs uh, every other Wednesday. Um, and there we won't we won't mention that all the things we said about Chris Hemsworth is actually about Liam Hemsworth. Um, and uh, we uh, have our gaming podcast every Monday. Um, Game Ball Pod, or every other Monday, Game Ball Pod, and then we uh, stream um, about five nights a week. Uh, when on Wednesday we play uh, Apex Legends. Thursday I'm playing through Paper Mario. Um, Friday um, it's still alternating between um, the podcast and streaming of Stranger Damies. Um, Saturday um, will be my Mass Effect playthrough. Um, Sunday is Dan's stream of playing Breath of the Wild, and then Tom's retro streams are on Monday can find that all at twitch.tv slash game vault pod um and then we are game vault pod on every social network you can think of um so be sure to follow us there okay great and we are they called us a movie you can find us at they called us a movie on spreaker and wherever you get your podcast just by searching they called us a movie we are the main that's our main website and you can find us on all socials just by searching The Main Damies. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just search The Main Damie and we'll pop right up. We are a proud member of Geek Fives Nation. You can find them at gbnation.com. And on all socials and all podcast streaming apps, just by searching Geek Vibes Nation. Tons of great shows. If you're into geek stuff, surely there's a show for you. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, the main at gmail.com is a great place to do so. You can suggest a movie. You can tell us that we suck. You can weigh in on the whole Chris Hemsworth dick debate and just reach out to us there. The main at gmail.com. We are also on TikTok. The coldest movie has its own TikTok. Just search for the coldest movie and we will pop right up there too. And that's going to wrap it up this week. The movie was red dawn from 2012 directed by Dan Bradley. So for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Lavecchio telling Dan Bradley, well, you certainly made a movie, didn't you? 